do you think you can break 400,000 this year? Well, that's definitely the the forecast. Yeah. <laughs> well, what have you yeah. grown at over the past 12 months? If you're at $370,000 a month today in revenue, where were you a year ago? Uh, I would say probably like two and a half. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Will Vandersand, and he's building a company called Ducks Soup. That's D-U-X hyphen S-O-U-P dot com. It's software for online lead generation. Will, you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Okay, so first off, it looks like you're playing pretty exclusively on LinkedIn. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, we uh, we just started LinkedIn. We um, we started out with a whole uh, range of uh, platforms that we supported, but um we really found that, uh, yeah, LinkedIn was the most in demand and also the most differentiating for uh, for our company. When did you launch the business? Uh, that was in um, 2016. 2016. Okay, great. And tell us more today. What are customers paying you for? What's your most popular package? The most popular pay, well, the fastest growing one is absolutely the Turbo uh, the Turbo Edition. Uh, turbo Edition it basically uh, is the uh, the update that we did uh, about two years ago. And in, in, apart from the initial package, which is the Pro Edition, uh, which which provides you with basic automation capabilities and ex- exporting, export, and importing, uh, it also adds the automation, uh, also the integration capabilities. Um, and most recently, we also added uh, drip campaigns, which are a really uh, popular feature uh, with our audience. And when you look across your entire customer base, what's the average customer paying you per month? The Turbo Plan is forty-one bucks a month, but what's the average? Uh, the average uh, is about twenty-five dollars a month per uh, uh, per user. Yeah, yeah, twenty-five. Okay, so launched in twenty sixteen. Do you remember what you guys did in first year revenue? First year of revenue, that must have been about uh, $1,500, I think. Okay, that's not, hey, it's better than zero, right? <laughs> All right. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it was a whole, a whole calendar year, so excuse me. That was a, we actually started out in, in January, and uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's a whole full calendar year, and yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing, but... Um, so how did you, that first year, you only did 1600 bucks in revenue. A lot of entrepreneurs listening right now that want to launch a side gig or a full-time company, they don't know how to cover their first year expenses that they're growing their SaaS company. How did you cover your expenses that first year? Uh, yeah, the first year, well, I was basically contracting uh, as, a, as a developer. Um, uh, because, well, I'm a, I'm a software developer. I, I wrote most of the software of the code for, uh, for DuckSoup. Uh, so yeah, I just... Was doing this in the uh, first in the evenings, really. That's uh, uh, and in the weekends, and and yeah, after about a year and a half or two years, we saw revenue going up uh, to the level that really the standard or the normal contracting um, uh, could stop, and uh, I could focus full time on uh, on Daxu. And fast forward now today, how many customers are you serving? Uh, today, what we got, if you include the free ones, uh, 70,000. 
But if you if you're looking at paying customers, we got about fifteen thousand customers. One five. One five. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so seventy thousand free. You've converted fifteen thousand to paid, right? Absolutely. Yeah. How did you get seventy thousand free users? What what growth tactics did you use over the past you know four years? In the, in the well, we as a tactic, uh, we basically uh, uh, use pricing. Uh, at the moment, at the starting of a uh, company, uh, there were a lot of tools out there that were really expensive and not very functional. Uh, so we uh, we got in there with uh, uh, using pricing as a way of, uh, of of clawing a bit of the market, and we also yeah I used yeah but but, but will nobody knows about your pricing unless you get them to the website. How are you getting? How did you get seventy thousand people to the website and opting in? Uh, we we used or used or talked to influencers, um, basically asking them to uh, to review the product and or to try the product and if they like it to review it as well. Can you name uh, the influencer that drove you the most new users? Uh, the first, uh, the biggest one for us was uh, was John Nemo, I would say. Can you spell that, John who? John Nemo. It's a, uh, yeah, just John, as you would spell John. Nemo, N-E-M-O. Uh, L-E-M-O. No, N, N for November. Oh, Nemo, N-E-M-O. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And what made him, like what gave him the ability to drive so much traffic? What platform did he have a big following on? Um... Well, you, the first year we obviously did not get to seventy thousand. Uh, the yeah. first year we probably got to about uh, maybe a, a few, well, a thousand or two thousand. So um, it's not that it's, that we really had a single um, a single influencer really driving this uh, forward. The, the, what we've seen really is that um, uh, because the trend at the moment, at that point was was uh, social selling and. Um, and now growth hacking, that a lot of businesses were looking for tools to differentiate themselves. And they were looking at influencers to see what tools were basically getting on, going on the market. And it was yeah, a lot of those companies that consult bigger companies or they train companies in doing social selling, they were picking up ducks who were really running with it. and. Uh, promoting it to their uh, customer base. And, uh, that is also really a big part of um, what really grew the... Um, uh, Understood. Yeah. So if you guys, if you're listening right now, I want to copy this strategy. You look at John Nemo on LinkedIn, okay? He writes for Inc., LinkedIn, Social Media Examiner. He's been an entrepreneur on fire. He wrote a book called LinkedIn Riches, Content Marketing. All yeah. the placements that he writes for enables him to backlink to Will's company, right? So if you want to go find your own John Nemo, you can go on LinkedIn, search for writers at these similar outlets and go try and incentivize them to promote your product. Now, Will, that's the big question. How did you incentivize John to promote your product over our competitors? Um, uh, he just liked, it, liked the way it worked. So, so you didn't pay him actually, anything? No commission, no anything? Nothing at all, no. no zero. Uh, okay. He liked the way that the product worked. He liked the, the way that it was priced. And we, we also got along at a personal level, just uh, yeah, for conversations online and uh, uh, yeah, so it was just a bit, a bit of a click and it was understood. Pay huh? fifteen thousand customers twenty five dollar average ARPU. That would put your MRR at about three hundred twenty five thousand dollars or three seventy five per month. Is that right? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Do you think you can break four hundred thousand this year? Well, that's definitely the the forecast. Yeah. <laughs> well, what have you grown at over the past twelve months? If you're at three hundred seventy thousand dollars a month today in revenue, where were you a year ago? Uh, I would say probably like two and a half. Okay, so so two two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. 
Now, have you done all this bootstrapped or have you raised capital? Uh, no, this is all self-funded. So there's no uh, no bootstrap, no uh, uh, capital. It's basically, as I said, uh, I was contracting um, and just to pay the bills and uh, doing this on the, on the side. And at some point I managed to flip the switch and uh, make it a full-time thing. A lot of you guys will ping me out of the blue at asking for help selling your software companies, but I'm not a broker and I'm really focused on founder path right now, not helping folks sell their company. So I'm always looking for great tools to recommend for you guys to quickly figure out what you could potentially sell your company for and how much cash you could get. That's where Flippa comes in. Now here's my thing about brokerages, especially for selling your company. You guys should not have to pay a 10% brokerage fee when you put your blood, sweat, and tears into building your company for years that have a sale. All smart founders know though that the best way to maximize price is to have multiple options. So how do you get multiple options, multiple bids on your company without paying a broker 10% or more? Well, I recommend Flippa because they have the largest list of buyers for these sorts of digital assets, which almost always guarantees a bidding war. I tell my founder friends all the time to try Flippa's valuation calculator to see what their company is worth. And I encourage you guys to do it today. Go to nathanlacka.com forward slash Flippa right now to test out the valuation calculator for free. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash F-L-I-P-P-A. Are you the sole founder? Yeah. So you own 100% of the business right now? Absolutely. Most, most engineers like you, when they launch a business like this, they, they really struggle with marketing and sales. I mean, how did you overcome that hoop without having to get up 40% to a co-founder? Yeah. Um, well, I've got a background in uh, working in other product companies and uh, really also working with uh, people in marketing and just generally being involved in, uh, in also the product positioning. And uh, so I spent, well, I also failed one product just before this. So I spent a lot of time really thinking on, well, to make sure that this was very much a self-service product so that the, um, uh, the end user could just... Uh, download it and run it and use it and actually get value without anyone having to teach them or getting involved in uh, in this process and that really helped scale the uh, scale the reach really of the uh, of the product without requiring um, heavy advertising yeah nice nice product, nice product led growth there what's your team look like today how many people uh, with 20 people 20 how many engineers um well i, I would say one there's only one engineer building the product. Is that you? Uh, yeah, that's me. Yeah. You have no other engineers on the team. Uh, we occasionally, or uh, yeah, occasionally we basically get freelance uh, engineers to uh, do some additional development. Where do you hire those freelancers from? Uh, oh, we get them from uh, Upwork. Upwork. Okay. And yeah. and what's the trick to using Upwork? A lot of people have tried Upwork for developers, and they get a bunch of crap out. They don't get good code. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, 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 the trick is uh, well, to do the interviews with the, uh, with the developers. Um, obviously, being a developer myself, uh, I know what I'm looking for in, uh, uh, in, in this, in this uh, sort of uh, market. And yeah, well, I, I tend to try and avoid um, going indirectly. Uh, it's really important in my view to talk directly to the developers without having someone interpret your requirements to then, uh, uh, to, to then translate to somebody else to to build because it just it takes too long and you end up with um, 
uh, long delivery times, expensive uh, uh, feature sets. So yeah, just to hide them directly if you if you're able to uh, to select them yourself. So uh, obviously but you, you, you hide them directly for a very short period of time and then you let them go. You're the only full time engineer on the project. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do the other 19 team members do? Uh, we have uh, a few testers. Uh, we've got quite a few custom support uh, staff, uh, marketing staff, and well, obviously just the, the admin staff to do the uh, to do the accounts and that sort of thing. So yeah, churn is critical in a business like yours. What was gross revenue churn over the past twelve months? Gross revenue churn. I'm not sure if I know what gross revenue churn is. What, what is your churn? Oh, just oh, the the well, the churn we were at about ten percent. Ten percent of your users churn monthly. Yeah. Okay. And and are those usually high paying customers or lower paying customers, folks that are on like the free trial or something? It tends to be the lower ones. The uh, if you look at just the uh, the high the the turbo edition especially, um, uh, the churn I've I would say is is probably less than five percent. Five percent monthly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's still yeah. fairly high, right? That means you're churning sixty percent of your user base every year. How do you get, how do you get churned down? Uh, we well, we get churned down by uh, growing. Well, you don't get by growing customers, but there is a natural churn uh, that you get in this uh, in this market because a lot of people they change jobs, they change uh, or they just change uh, companies. So um, there is a, a yeah, just a, a natural churn that you will never avoid, and we um, we reduce it by making a product that works and delivers to uh, to the uh, people what what they're looking for, and uh, that is our strategy. So, so the the reason you're seeing sixty percent of your user base churn currently per year is because they tell you they're switching jobs. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, jobs or uh, projects, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, if someone loves your product and they're in company one and they switch over to company B, don't they then yeah. buy the product in company B too? So you just turned yeah, one. Yeah, but, but we can't link those together. So uh, we, we also, we, I mean, we have about uh, 4,000 new users every month. So if you, uh, if you basically just look at those, those numbers, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's probably quite a lot of recurring uh, or revisiting uh, users, but we don't, uh, yeah, we don't have the link to those uh, how many of the 4,000 new users per month convert to paid typically? Um, there would be about, uh, I would say, a fifth, probably. One fifth, so call it like 800, something like that? Yeah. yeah. Um, interesting. Any plans to raise capital or you want to stay bootstrapped? Uh, no, we stay, we stay the way we are. Uh, uh, I've worked with, uh, with investors before. Uh, I think it might only be interesting in a, in a larger... Um, uh, becoming part of a larger, larger organization, which where, where uh, a company will be acquiring Tuxu. But um, no, there's no, we we have no uh, reason to uh, to get capital in. There's no uh, no benefit to us. Well, you built a great life for yourself using the SaaS business model as leverage, right? I mean, three seventy five top line, twenty full time uh, folks. They're only one engineer. Engineers are usually the most expensive, so I imagine you're highly profitable. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so how, how much would you say you take the bottom line every month? Um, well, I would say 80%. Okay. So my question to you as a capital allocator, as a founder trying to build wealth, get more freedom, yeah. et cetera, when yeah. you take 80% of $375,000 in monthly revenue to the bottom line every month, I'm sure you don't just let the cash sit in the bank. How do you think about it? What do you do with the cash? Oh, uh, the cash is 
partly it's uh, it's basically to make sure that, uh, that the family is uh, is okay. Um, right, you got, you got to take care of the family. And um, well, yeah, but will just to be clear. I mean, eighty percent profit is three hundred thousand dollars in profits per month. Uh, I don't. I mean, unless you've got three hundred kids, uh, <laughs> you can't spend three hundred grand a month on a family. I don't think. Uh, no, 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 no. That's right. No, no, no. Well, what, so, I'm asking, so, what I'm asking really is how you, as a yeah. smart guy building a business, think about capital allocation personally. Oh, it, it's uh, it's partially uh, well, it's just investing in different, uh, in, in, yeah, in different assets. So, so you're buying physical assets, houses, real estate, things like that. Uh, yeah, and, and the stock market. Yeah. What are you a crypto guy? No, not so. <laughs> no, so stock market, traditional equities, and real estate and family. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. That's it. Very cool. This is great. All right. Now, last question here. You're at about a $4.5 million run rate today. If someone came and offered you, uh, you know, a seven or eight X multiple, so call it 30 million bucks all cash up front to sell the business today, would you? I would definitely have to uh, get a good thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what would be the, like the deciding factor in the offer? What would you be looking for? Um, it, it would be, well, obviously it would be uh, the, well, the way that the, uh, that the, well, I mean, cash in hand, um, uh, that would be very difficult to reject because uh, I've got plenty of other ideas that I want to work on and, uh, and try out. And so if, but if there is something um, that, that includes basically um, yeah, being able to develop new things or uh, becoming part of a bigger, uh, a bigger team. Um, in the past, I, I worked with big, bigger teams with well, people who... Uh, who are clever and who are uh, uh, striving to, uh, to, well, to do something, to make a change. Uh, so yeah, if there was somebody to work with uh, a, a team like that, that would be, uh, that would be great. But um, uh, it, yeah, it, so it depends on the people really that, um, uh, that, you talk, that you're talking to. Will, on that note, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, I actually don't read any of them. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, no. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building duck soup? My favorite what, sorry? Online tool besides your own. Uh, for, uh, for building the company, you mean? Yes. Uh, I would say uh, uh, Bitbucket. Bitbucket. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Oh, eight. Eight. And what's your situation? Married, single kiddos? Married. How many kids? Two. Two. Two, two kids. Okay. And how old are you? I am 50. I just turned 50 recently. Happy, happy late birthday. <laughs> All right, well, last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? So, sorry, that was too fast for me. What's something that you wish you knew when you were 20? Oh, that, uh, um, that yeah, that just, just having a good idea is not, uh, is not enough. Actually, delivering, uh, delivering on an idea is... Uh, it's a lot of work and uh, it's a lot more work than you might think uh, than coming up with that idea. Guys, Duck Soup is a lead management tool founded in 2016, totally bootstrapped, broke $250,000 a month one year ago, now at $375,000 per month. So about a $4.5 million run rate, 70,000 free users. He's converted 15,000 to paid. Here's the crazy thing. One engineer on the team. Incredible. If you look at revenue per engineer, it's through the roof. I don't think anyone breaks 4.5 <laughs> million. So Will, congratulations. Thanks for taking us to the top. Well, thank you for having me.